So you, yeah, I really need to make sure it's working, I guess. But I think it's working. I think we're doing it. Three, two, one. I'm hitting the streaming thing. I think I got all the bugs worked out. Red? Is streaming? I think so. I think we're, we're streaming up. live again. And I'm so Here sorry, we Squiz. We love you, Squiz. Please join us again. This is Loser Lease Wrestling. Hey, guys, welcome. Come in. Uh, we're just starting right now. We just finished AW Dynamite. This is Loser Lease Wrestling, the woos and what's of AW Dynamite. We're talking about the good stuff and the bad stuff, the woos and the what's. Thank you so much, Squiz. Please come back, Squiz. Uh, my name <laughs> is Red back. Jefferson. Squiz is back. Oh, Squiz is back. Thank you so much, Squiz. Uh, my name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Moa Jazzwalt. Moa Jazzwalt. Wall, we face some technical difficulties right now, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. Very, very technical. Yeah. I'm in a new setting, if you can't tell. Completely new. Uh, I'm uh, at my parents' house, my uh, where I grew up in North Carolina. So, where you grew um, up in North all kinds Carolina. of shenanigans would happen here. Look at that. Back in your hot, your, your, your hometown, uh, hometown Moet with his beautiful headband makes him look like the karate kid. Uh, and now we're here talking about AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite. Let's get back in that mindset. What happened? Yeah, let's do Moet, it. Let's do it. How do you feel about this show? You texted me something very interesting before. I uh, did. How do you feel about the show overall? What did I'll I tell, say? Say um, it. You said uh, trash episode. <laughs> trash episode. Yeah, that was halfway through. Sure. Uh, I think they maintained the trash quality episode, in my opinion, towards the end. But I liked the last match, and that was my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. Um, last but match what did was you the think? best part. But I, I thought last match did great. Uh, I'm pretty happy. Uh, I'm actually, I don't hate the night. I didn't hate the night. Let's talk about it. Let's start talking about it. Let's get into some of the best of the woos of the evening. Moet, what's your main, your biggest thing that you like from tonight? Your biggest Miro. Thing? Miro's the new champ. Huge. Yes, yes sir. Yes, Huge sir. moment. Uh, what a great job. So Miro fought Darby Allen. Darby Allen tonight. Uh, and a really uh, a great match. I, I was really a big fan of it. I thought Miro dominated throughout, and then Darby just knows how to pick his damn spots. He looks so good doing it. Very creative match. Uh, and yeah, Miro won the belt. Miro won the TNT title uh, from Darby Allen. Uh, so you think this is going to be a tide turning for Miro? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I wish they just started like this with Miro mm -hmm. uh, instead of doing the whole best man thing uh, with Kip Sabian. It just, it just didn't go anywhere. Like he, they weren't even out in the ring um, or uh, even mentioned at all mm -hmm. other than uh, Darby's uh, video promo. Um, sure. But that's OK. That's in the past. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to start over with Miro with this title win. It's great. Yeah. hundred percent. And that, that promo that Darby did beforehand yeah. was his best promo to date. Oh, uh, and boy. He, he did such a good job. He called him a generic son, a generic son of a bitch, generic son of a bitch. He's like, do you even know who you are? Uh, I, Darby Allen, you could say whatever you want about me, but I could tell you what my character is. I'm a guy that refuses to die. You know, like I'm a guy that will take whatever you give me. And what is Miro? And he called him out on it. And in the match when Miro's beating the show, he's just like, I'm underwhelming. I am underwhelming. <laughs> That's your best Miro impression. I can't do it. I'm, that made me laugh. That was, um, that was a fun time. That was a fun, that was a great setup for this match. I'm very proud of Darby. He finally figured out a good video uh, segment. There was nothing I, I hated about his segment. There's usually some like silly, like college filmmaker levels things going on with it, like black and white, but like fires in color or something sure. silly like that. Nothing. No dumb stunts. The uh, he he showed. I guess he said uh, where he used to grow up or something. It was kind of like a trashy like warehouse sort of environment. And I'll let that be. No, I liked it. I liked it because they they uh, it was like a mood setter. Sure. Like he just points it out, and then you just get this vibe. Like because yeah, the whole point of the the video was how uh, uh, Miro doesn't know who he is, mm -hmm. you know, or uh, nobody knows who Miro is. Rather, like the character and everything. But all you needed were those images, like pointing out, like this is where Darby grew up, You're and that's right. all you need to know about him. Um, and I, 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 if you I didn't know like, anything at all, you just saw that video is what I mean. Yeah. And you're right. And this is the type of stuff like I say this now after seeing all of his other garbage from over the past year. But in all honesty, if I just saw this type of video, uh, I would have been so happy throughout his entire run uh, with the company. I think this is a great way to build his character. Uh, yeah. and, to, and to have continuing programs where he's able to talk about them. He has this great kind of like mixture of a melodrama and of like a UFC title fight where he's talking directly to the camera. He's talking about his opponent. And then you just see him being melodramatic in the background, which is, I, I think, a really fun choice. 
Super good, yeah. Really um, good job. About the match, what did you think about uh, Darby's like last stand? I guess he he gets beat up for like seventy percent of the match, and then he has this like like fist bump moment with Sting. Okay, I they... hated that. You didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I I, okay. I I feel like I kind of I I would have I like the idea. I like the idea of him getting strength from his buddy. I wish it was something less lame than a fist pound. I I wish it was something like maybe a Sting slaps him in the face. Like uh, like a, he's just like wake up. Wake up. Slaps him in the face like wake up. And then Darby's like yeah. Yeah, I like guess something so. like that. Yeah. Like something a little tougher than just like I'm dying here. I need something, Mick. Give me something. It was super melodramatic. It was like a, I don't know, Hallmark movie moment or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But did you like, though? Did you like how uh, his, um, like, burst of energy um, at the end? Okay. Oh, you did not? No, I don't know. I, I think. I think I would have preferred if it was in the beginning of the match, but that's just like nitpicking. I don't know. It just felt weird that he all of a sudden gets this like last, you know, this big burst. Um, but it was great. Everything I saw was like felt super believable. And it's why I like watching Darby Allen is that he he makes like like he makes uh, you believe. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm just going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't like about the match just and this is me being nitpicky. I think it was a great match, but the ref. When uh, he puts in the game over, mm-hmm. is that his finisher? The game over? Yeah. And he leans back, and then the ref calls um, almost immediately for the bell. Before Darby even passes out, his arms are still up when he calls for the bell. And I just wish that he waited longer, and it looks like Darby passed out from trying to fight it, you know? Give him some more time. Give him that Stone Cold moment where he's just, like, trying to get out of trying to stay alive, and then you call it. If you call it immediately... It feels more of uh, uh, squashish. Yeah, I I agree. I think he deserved a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, he like yanked back, so he was like on. Uh, I love that on his ankles or whatever, you know, and that was great. I haven't seen. I mean, I maybe I'm sure he's probably done. I just don't remember. But that was uh, that was just a great ending to it. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, do you see uh, Miro uh, now? From here on out, like I hope he forgets everything that happened before him. I hope this is a real clean slate. He's just like, look what happens when I get my head into the game, and he could have those like things with games, <laughs> little like video- game video game references. Yeah, still. <laughs> keep those because that's cute, and I kind of like. It. I like that his character is that he's a boss battle. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like that's how we should think of Miro. He's just like I'm the ultimate boss, even though the ultimate boss. Is uh, Mako Saramato, uh, I believe. She's uh, in NXT UK. Uh, but uh, that's her gimmick, the final boss, which I think mm. is really cool. Uh, but I feel like that similar video game boss character. And just move on from this and just keep doing what you did tonight. Keep doing what you did tonight. And I think he should talk less. Less is more. I don't think he should shut up completely, but less is more. I'm just sounding off in the comments. Hi, Aunt Peggy McDonald. Hello. She says, hello from New York. Hello from New York. Chica Marks is in the house. Thank you so much, Chica Marks. And she did like uh, the mirror match. I'm assuming that's what she's uh, referencing. <laughs> and Schmwiz is back, Moet. Schmwiz is back. And they say the, uh, the sting fist bump was cringe. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much. I think it was cringe. I like that they... They tried. I like those moments mm-hmm. in matches that uh, that uh, AEW seems to do a lot now. Um, but yeah, very cringe. Very cringe. And, and Chica Marks thinks <laughs> it was cute. So we have some differing opinions here. Uh, Moa can't read the comments. Can you read the comments today? No, it's it's just more difficult for me because uh, I'm on one screen and whatnot. Oh, I don't but mind. I'm trying. This, yeah. No, this is good. I think we're doing a great job. I like this this yeah. uh, 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 situation going on right now. Yeah, it's there's a lot, a lot of energy, energy now. Lot yeah, of energy. energy. Look at us. Yeah, Saying the same word at the same time. That's that's, fun. The, that's the improv. That's oh, us yeah. improving for so long. <laughs> this is it, Moe. You're on your way. Yeah. Uh, moving on, moving on. Our next big woo of the evening. We both agreed on <laughs> that on one. Way. We both agreed that one. What, what, what's the next one you got on your list? Nagata versus Moxley. Hell that yeah. was going to be my number one, but then uh, Darby lost the title, and it made me very excited for the TNT belt uh, and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was amazing. Ten minutes. I could have seen. You know, I, I wish it was a little bit longer, but what they gave us was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but 100%. what did you think before we get really into no, it? No, I, I want to agree entirely with you. I thought, like, uh, I, I love the story. I felt like it started off a little clunky, I think, because Moxley's wrestling to an AEW audience, and Nagata was coming in uh, with, uh, uh, Nagata's a slower-paced guy, and he likes he likes to sell. 
He's uh, like Japanese wrestling is big on selling. And I feel like AEW wrestling is more like, yeah, you can sell, but do it fast. <laughs> you know, and uh, there are moments when uh, John Moxley got up too early and Nagata was still selling that he was going to make his comeback. And Moxley was just like kind of waiting there uh, a little bit too long for my comfort. But then they started clicking. I think they started clicking. What did you think of uh, John Moxley's music? Oh, oh my God. Wow, we can, we're doing this already. I wanted to talk the about the. I wanted to have a good time, Brad. <laughs> no, that's in my woos. That's in my woos. Yeah, no. I I mean, I'm just real. Okay, so his original song, whatever it's called, um, I think is one of the few uh, AEW songs that were actually good. Really? You know? Yeah, I can't even I, remember. I, I, get I, I can't even remember what it sounds like. I remember the yeah I've ruined everything after that but that that part's in my brain I yeah I feel like I could get into this theme song but I don't think I like this as a theme song but I don't think it's a great wrestling theme song not for the style but for the fact that it's not something chantable it's not something chantable or clappable like it's just like I guess it's a little bit but like you can't really Sing along to Wild Thing. It's you could, but it'd I be guess super late. Actually, yeah. I, that actually one part where they're like Wild Thing, like uh, I want to love you. I want to know for sure. That could be a cool moment for the crowd. But, Red, but this doesn't make any sense with Moxley. Does it make sense? Am I just he's not a wild thing? It? It, that's it. That's literally it. That's the line. He's a wild thing. He's a wild thing. <laughs> And that's the entire reason. Look, okay, so what do we got here for pop songs? It, it, got, it's a pretty uh, bad. It's actually a pretty um, badass thing to walk to. If you think of yourself walking on the street and you have your headphones on, wild thing, and it's like a stopping song. I could see you stomping with that song. All right, know? I'm gonna be honest. I would be stopping if I was listening to that, and I was it, like particularly feeling myself that day. I would be kind of like this you know, was a hundred. I'd be in a montage in my head. Yeah, a hundred percent. John Moxley was listening to his iPhone one time, and he's, that came on. He's just like. Oh, TK, I need you to buy this song. <laughs> oh, like, I thought what... it was TK's doing. Because he did, um, uh, what else? so we got Orange Cassidy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Pixie song. Uh, there's a second one. What is it? There's another it's one that Jungle just Boy. came. Jungle Boy. Oh, that was the first one, actually, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. So those two, are, I think, are absolutely perfect for those characters. And I think they just overdid it with the pop songs. Because, like, I don't I think just... what you're saying is great, but I just don't think it works with Moxley because he's kind of like this, like, he's a, you know, lunatic fringe is what he, you know, used to be called. I, uh, I, uh, you're right. I feel like the idea behind this is that he's less lunatic fringe now and he's more action movie. He's like an action movie hero. Like, he's just like, he's John McClane. And he's coming out the wild thing. Because one way, that's the song he plays on the jukebox. And he gets his, his drink. And he drinks his beer and, and smashes it over their head. Because he's a wild thing. And he's walking out. He kicks open the saloon doors. And he sniffs his leather jacket and gets on his motorcycle. Oh, my God. I just painted that entire picture. That's what Yeah, actually, I see it. And I'm like, I'm kind of getting into it now. The more you're saying with the saloon <laughs> doors. Yeah, he's got to, we got to see the saloon doors. What's that guy and in he, my head? Yeah. And he kicks over one bike and it kicks over all the other bikes in the row. And then all the biker, no, no, I'm going too much into Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think the music works. Wait, we got some thoughts so maybe here. I'll, maybe I'll like it later on. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll grow to love it. I don't know. Um, uh, Smooth says Moxley's new song. I don't remember yeah. if he's had this song before. I like the song, but his old song was good too. Very interesting point, Schmiz. You, I see you agree with Moet. Uh, uh, Barb, Barb B uh, from Austin, Texas. Yeah, Wild Thing was a really weird choice. Very interesting, Barb B. And uh, it's so jukebox song. Ha ha ha. Thank you, Chica Marx. Chica Marx agrees with me that it's a jukebox <laughs> song. Very yeah. good. I think we're uh, doing some great work here. Uh, you do disagree, but we're on the same page as John Moxley and, and Nagata. So, well, so we got yeah, we got to talk about that match though. We got yeah, we got stuck on the that. song. We did, uh, yes, we did a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I just want to bring back what you were talking about. Um, uh, it feels like a dream match uh, mm-hmm. for Moxley and probably Tony Khan as well to do this, which uh, I really respect uh, John Moxley for his like trajectory uh, post WWE, sure. where um, he's yeah. just doing what he wants to do. He's like just got a big bucket list and he's knocking it off, and I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, um, and unlike yep. Kenny Omega, who's also doing uh, exactly what he wants, I think they're like kind of polar. Like, like they're they're both doing whatever they want, but what John Moxley's doing feels fresh and new, and it feels like Kenny Omega is kind of stuck with all his old friends and just and just kind of in losing himself into it. Honestly, I'm forgetting more and more about Kenny Omega and just thinking of that blob of humans that are the elite. You know, 
Yeah, which is such a shame because that it should be like the most important part of the show, but mm-hmm. it's not because I think they're just. But that's another thing. Yeah, I think they're just ruining that whole storyline, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I think uh, so. Nagata he does strong style, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see that in this match, uh, focusing more on the toughness of each character. Um, and you're right. I did sort of feel like Moxley just did it, like he's kind of stuck in his like American style. I guess you'd call it. I don't know. Like it- it's a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. It's a right. it's a little bit like it's a I wouldn't call it American style I call yeah, it I AEW know. style sure. like I feel like AEW has its own little style <laughs> right now uh, where uh, like they they like to do, they'll sell but they sell fast they're like oh the, like like Moxley's good he's he's not a, a at all a bad wrestler he's great but I feel like if he were in New Japan a lot more often or uh, like his other matches when he first got released and then he was went to New Japan like he was much. More in the New Japan headspace where, like, you know, it's hard style. Everything hurts. Everything means something. And you got to fight real hard to get back. And here it's just like, fight real hard, but move on real fast. You yeah. know? And I, I feel like... Uh, but th- but that being said, the second half of this match really clinched it for me. Uh, I, I really feel... A, a great selling at the end. It took a slower route. And I like the ending. I like the, the respect at the end oh, with Moxley. Yeah, um, uh, and Nagata, mm-hmm. like that was really cool. Yeah, when they connect heads together, then mm-hmm. um, uh, Moxley like demanding the young lion to run in. Like it seemed like I, they didn't show him, the young lion, but he, I could just see like he, or I could imagine he was probably just nervous to go in. And like Moxley, like, get in, get in. And I just mm-hmm. love that. I love that they do that in New Japan. Immediately, yeah. like bring in like a cold compress to the wrestlers and stuff, and like take care of them. Um, yeah. It adds just this like extra level of realism to the whole thing. It's great. Yeah, um, yeah I did notice there was one part um, where they were. Uh, I think it was a pile driver that Moxie was trying to do, and it was so subtle. Like he was just like uh, Nagato was just trying to like um, he was acting essentially like like Moxie was trying to pick him up, and he was like yeah. you know he's like one leg in the air, and then you know, but uh, Moxie was doing absolutely nothing. It just, you could t- he was just holding him, and it was all Nagata doing all of, like the struggling, you know. And was... I felt like that encapsulated the differences in the styles, where Moxley probably was just like waiting to do the move. Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing, you know. And Nagata was really selling it, and making it feel like a struggle, and this like you know. This you're 100 percent right. Yeah, I, I think you're 100 percent on the money with that. I feel like, and that's a lot of the Japanese styles making the most of each mm-hmm. moment and making every headlock look like their heads about to pop off and giving mean faces and really cranking it in. Like I love the way that Yuji uh, mean mugs the camera. Uh, and you mentioned it to me in the text that they didn't shoot the arm breaker. Crap. Oh yeah. So I just only okay. So I've only seen one full match. I saw it earlier today. Uh, Nagata versus uh, Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because it was free on YouTube and I was like, ah, I, I need to know more about this guy. Cause I've only read up about him, you know? Um, but yeah, he does this thing where you know, the arm breaker and he does this thing. Uh, it's kind of like, like the undertaker, uh, where it's like all performance, what he does. Mm-hmm. And it's like a spectacle moment where he like, he's, uh, you know, shows a lot of aggression in his face, but he just kind of goes tranquil yeah. where, uh, his eyes go back, uh, you know, and you see the white of his eyes and he, and all the aggression, I'm about to do an impression of him. This do it. These, Take off your glasses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do it. So he goes, oh, and, and then I kid, and then he goes, ah, and then and then the transition is like, and then he just like goes like real calm, you know, and oh, then fuck. and I can't do the thing, this you know. This is intense. <laughs> this is really intense. <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, <laughs> it's like you're about to break my arm. But it's like that they, really got you. That I really tried. Give you the Nagata stare. But the uh, thing is, it's it's like it's the uh, transition from that, and uh, they cut to Moxley's face, and then they cut back, and you just see the eye thing. So it's like you know, you missed half of it essentially, sure. and it just kind of pissed me off because it was like the one thing I was like, oh, everyone's gonna flip out when they see this part, and it was just like another moment in the way AEW presented it. So kind of a well, bummer, but that's a continuous what for the uh, for the woos and what's is the AEW production, not knowing mm-hmm. what the hand is doing. But moving on, we got more story to talk about. We got more woos. Uh let's do we have more woos? I've got a couple. Uh what, what's your next woo on the list cuz we just tied it up there. No, 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 Red, you go next. You go next. All right, I'll give it my one what I love the Britt Baker and JR uh interview segment because uh Britt Baker's been coming out week after week uh and doing her classic but repetitive Britt Baker. I'm a role model. The ranking system's bullshit. I should be champion 10 years ago, all that nonsense. And this is the first time that she really did a serious, uh, a serious interview, uh, since she, uh, since her big heel turn where she's like, uh, like explaining, uh, why she thinks she's the, uh, she's the biggest and best thing. She gives, uh, props to Sheeta. 
She gives props to Sheeta, saying how, like, yeah, you really helped when this place, uh, the, the women's division was anemic. But now it's got life, it's got a pulse, and I'm that pulse. Great promo throughout. Showed her value in every way you can uh, can imagine. She treats things serious when it needs to be. This showed another dimension to her. What What are your thoughts on it, Moe? I mean, there's nothing I, nothing else I can add to that. I think you, like, nailed it. Um, yeah, I, need, I think uh, I wish they did uh, maybe a little bit more. Like, we're not really seeing Sheeta's side of it, which mm-hmm. makes me think Britt's probably going to win uh, uh, a double or nothing, which is fine, because I think I'm kind of ready to move yeah. on to see what a Britt Baker title reign will look like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything I, I think you said, yeah. God, uh, God bless Sheeta. I love Sheeta, but <laughs> it's just that she hasn't been treated as much of a star. And to be honest, Britt Baker just oozes star power. She just oozes mm-hmm. star power. Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. oozes star power. I want them in the main event all the time. Uh, but uh, ex- uh, was that on your woos? Was it wasn't uh, just because I, I didn't feel like it added that much to the story. And so I don't, I don't, I didn't really want to add those things to my woos. I think that like, uh, um jade cargill's promo was uh like didn't really add anything you know there was a few there are a few moments where i'm just like this isn't doing much to Mm -hmm. the to the the storyline so even though that was good i just didn't think i don't know it it didn't it didn't do much for me either way like yeah uh it just felt like filler to me what's your next big woo of the night then do you got another big woo uh my big next woo uh say i'm trying to that's good sorry is that how it sound? Is that no, that was that was rude. Wow, I apologize. Wow. I just... Count off in the comments if you agree with Mean Mowit. Get no, that hashtag going. Feel bad. Mean no. Mowit. Mean Please, Mr. No. Mowit. Uh, what'd you think of uh, uh, Young Bucks versus SCU? Okay. I had, uh, at first I hated it just because I felt I was very bored uh, by both teams. I'm just, uh, I feel like I'm generally bored by both teams. But uh, as it went on, uh, I, I, I started to enjoy it and I started to appreciate uh, the story that they were telling, how like they were just so worried about losing. Uh, the SCU was worried about losing to the Young Bucks because then they would never wrestle again as a team. I, I was starting to uh, get into that. I felt it went a little too long, and I was so nervous about Christopher Daniels' blood loss. Yeah. When did that happen? It it felt He threw uh... him into the ring post. He threw him in the ring post, and I think it, it nicked him uh, hard way. That was a re- I think that was a legit uh, get. That was a that was a hard way cut, and uh, then uh, he they, just kept going. Yeah, yeah they fooled uh, me because I couldn't tell. I uh, I mean, I I couldn't tell if it was planned um, man, because of the way so Nick Jackson blood. saw him, and they stopped. Yeah, because it was pouring out for a, a, at least a minute there, and then Nick was like, he audibly said, "Oh my god!" And I I just couldn't. It blurred the line for me. Um, but uh, when they kept going, it made me think it was part of it, and it added so much more drama to it. So um, it seems like he's okay, right? Yeah, I think he's okay. Yeah. He's probably yeah, yeah. fine. But Schmuz made an interesting uh, comment oh? here. Loved the Styles Clash. He loved yeah. the Styles Clash, which yes. I really did too. Uh, but he didn't like the Shawn Michaels Ric Flair moment. Uh, they didn't like. I'm sorry, I was gonna. To uh, I'm yes, not sure. I was. I was gonna. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up of what uh, I feel like we have to talk about that just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of insane. That so the Young Bucks were like uh, bringing that moment up constantly uh over the last week like uh i think on twitter or uh, on being the elite i'm pretty sure at some points so um i i kind of knew something like that was gonna happen but i don't yeah so i don't know how to feel it may be really angry uh but that was the whole point of it right it was just like these pricks to do this yeah and and i like i i guess i kind of did like it um but my i i, I actually did like it but i wish it was t- like, the thing is, like, just like with the, uh, we're going to talk about Inner Circle and a Blood and Guts match in a bit because I have to jump back to that. But, like, it feels like this is a moment, this, this would be a really cool moment if this was at the end, uh, like, at a turning point in the feud or at a big match or a big event. And it was set up better because their positioning in the ring was not well placed for this mm-hmm. moment. Uh, because uh, Matt had to move out of the way to then do the kick because he wanted to make sure you saw his face. There was just mm. uh, it was bad uh, 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 staging, uh, but uh, I, I just wish it was done at a bigger moment. It felt I'm glad it was. I'm glad this match happened. I just wish this match meant more. I agree. Yeah, and that's because uh, two best friend, uh, four best friends going at it, and two will never wrestle together again if they lose. Like that's that should a, be uh, big. Yeah, and that's a thing that AEW does a lot which is, uh, I think we were talking about this last week. Um, they have great, they're really good at hooking me in into the next story mm-hmm. and 
and just don't know how to execute yeah. on the story for whatever reason. Uh, like for this, like I, in general, I like the idea of uh, the SEU storyline that they, sure. if they lose one, uh, the next match they lose, they're done. Yeah. So every story just has, or uh, every match just has a little bit more drama, right? So that you know brings us to this moment where they end up facing the the title, you know, for the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they lose, they aren't given a moment at the end of the match. They get like I don't know, like a minute. You get you know, Kazarian is acting his ass off. He's doing great, and then Jr. is just like, "Well, we have a camera backstage," and it's just like I don't know. It's just like it's so subtle. Like if they just gave it an extra like couple minutes. Yeah. Just like make it a just little a, bit, you know, a little something, just a little weight, just a, a patience. I think yeah. there's just needs a little patience to let some things sit. I think that's actually something big with uh, improvisers and stand up comedians that everyone could learn is just to let the silence be sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like uh, like embrace the, the long take. And I don't mean to like take a long time because we'll get into stuff yeah. in this episode that takes a long time. But uh, yeah, I and it was a, 100% it, agree. And it was especially upsetting because what they cut to was uh, Moxley and uh, Eddie Kingston trashing the Young Bucks um, uh, locker room, mm-hmm. which, in my opinion, I think was completely unnecessary. I don't think that added anything to their story. It doesn't make them want to fight them even more. I guess they tried to bring that up in a promo later in the night. But I just thought, like, just cut that out. Just make it more about... Uh, the SEU breakup. I don't know where they're gonna go with that next. Um, maybe maybe there's a reason for that, but mm-hmm. probably not. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I, Anyways, I, that's I'm off of that. I think it yeah. would have been cool. I think it would have been cool if instead of John Moxley and Eddie Kingston trashing that place, have it be some new guys that look up to Kazarian and and then, so then they can have a little feud with uh uh the elite. So that because like John Moxley's already on the show. He already had a match on the show. He doesn't need to be showing up and having a this was a good way a potentially good way to elevate another small little team like this would be cool for top flight to go in and be like uh fuck you you like trash their place and then like kind of show their like give them something to to go for sure but i think from the writing standpoint i get that where they're trying to you know they're trying to find a way to set up double or nothing and so they just had to throw in a segment and the best thing they could do is just trashing the locker room and that's my issue with it might is that yeah. they just weren't creative enough they didn't it didn't seem like they tried it was just like the easiest solution um without integrating any other storylines yeah um but no, yeah. no i agree anyways yeah i agree we all agree and sound off in the comments if you agree as well let's just say uh, real quick uh, a lot of people it was wild uh oh. they like the match chica marks thinks that they got revenge on the nikes because uh, uh, Christopher Daniels was bleeding all over the Nikes, I agree. And oh yeah, as yeah. Well. And um, and Schmiz agrees, agrees with us. They could have saved it for double or nothing. A couple more weeks of build and a big pay per view match. The SEU choice. match. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that would have been great. That yeah. would have been. Great. I mean, they're a big tag team. They're yeah, super. Well, they're supposed to be. Yeah. They're, they're the first ever. Uh, aren't they the first ever AEW tag champs? Yeah. And nobody Why cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody they should. Cares. Great or job, AEW, uh, you son of a guns. Uh, moving on. Uh, do we have any more? I have one more woo. Hit me. Let's hear it. Adam Page promo. Yeah. Adam Page with Dark Order around. Uh, he did a very good job of being serious, and Dark Order did a very good job of being silly. It was short, sweet, to the point. Talk down Cage. I think it was great, Moet. I do too. Yeah, John Silver also saved at the end. Uh, best line of the night. Where he's like, where he's like, we'll make, let's make it double or nothing. And just John's, hey, that's the name of the pay-per-view. You're so smart. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Yeah. Great job. Great job. So, Sound so, off if you love John yeah. Silver. Say Johnny Hungy. If you, Johnny uh, Hungy. So good. Big fan a... of him. I hope he gets better. And speaking of that, uh, yeah, the other my other favorite part is that uh, he mentions Ricky Starks, Hangman does yeah. and he's like hangman or, uh, ricky starks bless his heart or something like that. it's like a little very he's very sweet southern thing just real quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> even though i guess ricky is still supposed to be a heel right but i love it uh but I, did I, you hear the news about ricky oh yeah uh, save, oh, well let's talk about it now because uh the news you can't lose is every saturday it comes out drops we talk about the news of the week and this was my top story but we'll talk about that as well, well we can uh, but yeah ricky starks uh, uh broken neck fractured neck and yeah. it was from that match with Adam Page, remember that move where he Super fell on his head and didn't sell it? Yeah, we landed right on on like the the back of it. Wait, how did he land? He was supposed so he gave the yeah. German suplex, and Ricky was supposed Flipped. to uh, fall on his feet. He was doing a flip, but ended up landing on his head. And but he he didn't want to lose the sequence, so he immediately stood up 
and pretended it, it didn't hurt him, and they continued the match. But yeah, that was a very scary fall. Very scary fall. Yeah, uh, it could have been so much worse. Knowing that it was fractured from that, I thought maybe it was just like a close call. But knowing that, like, oh my gosh, yeah, it could have been a career ender. So I'm really glad. Uh, it sounds like it's not too bad. He can come back in a couple months. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Adam Page did a great job. Uh, Chica Mark says, yes, I love how John Silver stared at Adam Page the whole time. He did. Oh. He did not oh. blink once. Um, we have Barbie so saying, Johnny Hungy. Thanks, Barbie. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Schmiz says, oh, my. Oh, my. Very good. Oh uh, my. Moving on. Moving on. Let's. I think that's all. Uh, do you have any more woos? No, that's it. That's it for me. Well, let's talk that's about the me, bullshit right? of the night. Let's talk about those what's. Um, what's your biggest what of the evening? I think we got to talk about the Cody promo. Okay, let's what do you talk think about of that. That's probably mine. Cody yeah. hates foreigners. <laughs> That's what yeah. I got from it. <laughs> I'm very conflicted about it. I'm very I, conflicted. I think he ended great, and he started off bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, okay, so I, I'm conflicted because he's. I think he's so good at what he does. In my yeah. opinion, I don't know. I think he's just he's super talented at promos. He knows exactly how to. Uh, how to get emotion out of them in a way that uh, a lot of um, performers just don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he he f- looked genuinely emotional at times, which was uh, beautiful and really like broke through my like my thick skin, you know. Sure. Uh, with the when he talks about his baby um, growing up, uh, like uh, what is it, multi ethnic, uh, like uh, having a black um, wife, white raised, you know, mixed. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Um, yeah, no, it was a really yeah, yeah. yeah. Really touching. Basically, he was coming out because Anthony Gogo, yeah, yeah. what is it, last week or a week before, came out and punched him in the stomach with his powerful one-punch knockout punch that uh, Anthony Gogo has. Those gold medalist or whatever medalist uh, hands. Punches him in the gut and puts a, a British flag over him. Uh, that, that was it. And that happened on Dynamite. I'm sure something's happened on the sideshows, but they don't explain anything like that. I never heard Anthony Gogo go into a... Did he go into a super anti-American stance? No, this is the first of it. Other than the, the flag? Uh, yeah, other than the flag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't... Like, so you... Like, the complete jump. If it happened on one of their sideshows, they should show us. They should show us. Like, I, I hate that they're not doing that. But they, so Cody goes in with this fire that he's uh, anti-American and we never heard this before, but then he starts talking about current topics, which he shouldn't talk about. I don't want to hear Cody Rhodes take on anything. And I think him touching those things uh, without that context and then going into this, I don't know what he's trying to do, but he ended it very well. I just don't want him to bring serious topics, real topics uh, into a wrestling world. Uh, I, I don't like that. Right. Yeah. Um, what I was going to, yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. I think the, um, I think it's one thing to acknowledge that he's, he's a very skilled, uh, promo, but I think we can put that aside and just like talk about what he said. And I just, uh, yeah, it was just super awkward. I don't think we need a patriotism angle in, uh, in wrestling today in general. And I don't think we need it specifically for this, uh, this match either. It just felt really weird and like enforced because he wanted to connect the concept of him turning into the American dream. Which I think is which is, is super uh, fucking cool. Which I, is cool. You I, like I, it? I, I like the uh, like the thing is like if you broke this up into two, if you just watched the second half of this promo, uh, you'd be like, oh my god, this is just another amazing Cody Rhodes promo. And the first part felt like he was trying to like trying to find a reason. He could have gotten to that ending promo without starting that way. You know, hmm. he could have gotten to an end where he's just like gotten to the point where he's like, I'm for America. Like, uh, like, you know, I like the message at the end, you know, like, I don't want the, like, uh, to my kid to grow up in a world where it's like that. I, I like, I'm a, a part of a, uh, uh, interracial relationship and I want to celebrate our kid's life and make sure they don't live in a world that's like that. And that's the American dream. I like that. But mm-hmm. everything before it, when he's just like, well, you're talking about the election or stuff like yeah. that or earlier this year. Like, I don't want to hear your take because honestly, I'm afraid of what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't like where this is going. Yeah, I don't want to talk about politics with wrestling. I don't want to talk about politics here. But and I, mean, I don't want to talk about politics in front of a Florida crowd. <laughs> yeah, there was. A, I was he, worried that oh they're going to start chanting something terrible. Honestly, he mentioned. Uh, uh, I don't remember the specific something about a, how a 16 year old boy from Pakistan uh, moved to Jacksonville and built uh, like a 
bumper car or something. I don't what was he talking about? It was a reference that went way over my head, like a like a bumper or something. I don't know. Please I tell me must have been, what the hell is going on. That must have been something super specific to Jacksonville. Yeah, like, I yeah. I think because, many people in Jacksonville know about this guy, but we don't. Yeah, because people, are, a few people are cheering. Uh, a lot more people are booing in my what I heard. And uh, yeah, I just, I just don't think we're, I don't know. I don't know. This is getting political. I don't think well, we're, uh, sh- we had uh, sh- crazy sh- capital riots. I don't think we're as united as he's, he's making it sound, but God bless him. He's trying to make it sound like this bless, is an okay bless, country. Bless him and that tattoo. Uh, yeah. uh, I hated the Cody promo. Schmiz says this. Hey, the Como promo. It just felt really weird and went for ages. Yeah. Uh, but he's all for the Agogo match, which I'm, I am too. You think so? Um, really? I'm for it. Like, I'm not all for it I don't, i'm not as for it as schmooze is but i'm excited for cody to work with a younger talent he's great and i want to see a go-go i want to see what he can do i've really only seen uh the the punch essentially he hasn't really done a lot God. he's 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 smarmy he's smarmy as hell i want to very smarmy. i want to see his face get punched he's got yeah. that weird beautiful face i just want to see him get knocked out you know mm. uh an mjf face you know so let's see let's see what happens oh and i think schmooze just said it might have something to do with tony khan's dad oh oh that makes sense that oh. makes sense that's why that does make sense we don't know for a fact because uh we're uh Shmuz says it might so we don't have any definitive information but <laughs> that would make more us, sense yeah. that would yeah. make more sense uh and uh bar b from austin says very forced an awkward build of narrative um mm. but uh moving on moving on i i did not have that in my what's my biggest what because uh the, the second half kind of saved it so it was in this weird middle ground for yeah. me um, but the thing that I hated most is um, a- Inner Circle's whole deal today. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of Inner Circle today, we get the Inner Circle promo in the back. First thing, the, I, even the idea that this feud is continuing. Blood and Guts match, the War Games sh- match, should be the last thing. That's the last chapter. That's Armageddon. That's the uh, killing the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. I don't know what you want to call it. It's like the last scene in the movie. It's the last scene of the movie for it to be the start of a movie is very weird because you'll never have a bigger match type. Mm-hmm. You know, you never have a grander match type than that. There's no such thing in, in AEW today unless they invent a new one. Uh, and the, that promo that they had in the early uh, in the back Ortiz did a great job. Jake Hager did a surprisingly competent job. Sammy Guevara, you are always smiling. Stop smiling when you're trying to be serious, it sounds bad. It looks bad. It looks very. He looks like a. He looks like a ventriloquist dummy. Okay. And <laughs> what it's do you mean? Very distracting. Just <laughs> always he's, smiling with like dead soulless he's, he's eyes. He's got like... the same face on, and he's always smiling and smirking, and his mouth just flaps open and out. <laughs> and he's got very, very big teeth. I never, I never noticed. I, that's all I'm going to see now. Sound yeah. off in the comments if you think he looks like a ventriloquist dummy. Um, but yeah, very weird. Um, and then uh, later on, we get this inner circle thing where the pinnacle's out front and they're just talking forever. They're talking forever with MJF talking, then Tully talking. They're talking about the watches they have trying to do a, a four horsemen promo, which is, I don't like because they're not the four horsemen. Uh, and they're, they're same characters essentially. And then fucking Jericho inner circle goes full, complete, 2007 DX hokey bullshit where they're just rehashing old themes that have been done over and over and over again. And it was so telegraphed. You knew from the moment that they came out that they were going to shoot them with champagne. You knew it because you saw the hose, you saw the bubbly sign on the back and it took forever for them to do it. Mm -hmm. Red, what why? are your thoughts on all of that? I'm sorry, I just why, why didn't you. Uh, no no you need you need you. to set the stage you need to do it why why didn't that work why didn't the the bubbly thing work because it worked in the 90s uh, when like Stone Cold Steve Austin would do it I have a few thoughts but like do you what do you think uh, several several reasons uh, it happened yeah. before number one it's happened several times we've seen it several times so it's uh, like yeah. when Stone Cold did it that was the first time that was the absolute first time. And I think the second reason was haste. Kurt Angle, uh, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Kurt Angle did that with the milk truck too. Sure, and it works yeah. still because it only happened once before that. Now it's happened several times. I've seen people get shit shot at them. I've seen oh. Green Goop get got a shot at them. Uh, what? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, Eddie Guerrero shot Big Show with uh, shit with a, oh uh, a, a, a septic tank full of poop. 
I think uh, I tried to forget about that. And, yeah, and I think a DX did it with slime. They slimed. And so <clears throat> this has been done to death. And not only that, when Stone Cold did it, the uh, they were in the ring. They were getting heat. First thing, it's Vince McMahon who's getting heat from the crowd. They're booing the hell. And Stone Cold came out, didn't say a word. He just slammed the truck into the thing, went to the back, grabbed the host, and immediately started doing it. You immediately start doing it because your talking beforehand gets me less and less. I already know you're doing it. I already know exactly what you're going to do. You should just do it. <laughs> Maybe it's for people that didn't know that was going to happen. Maybe they we're... showed it on the sign that there was a little bit of the bubbly on the side of the truck. As soon as they came out, you knew champagne was there. Oh, what I mean is like people that didn't have the knowledge of uh, all those other events. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure like, why would they do it again? I don't know. It's just upsetting. Uh, it was it was it was like a week stream too, so I feel like uh, they... <laughs> it was a week stream. It <laughs> That's was a, a strange week phrase stream. to say. Uh, no, yeah, because it, it just caused them to have to like wiggle around and sell it more in the ring than they needed to. You know, it just felt like it just felt everyone was trying too hard to live in nostalgia. Oh, man. Um, uh, but uh, uh, Stadium Stampede, though. That, it all, it's all leading to that Stadium Stampede 2, oh, exactly. so, uh, so potentially a uh, reoccurring event, um, a yearly event from now on, they might be establishing with this. Um, what do you think of that? I think that's kind of exciting. It's funny you mentioned it. Schmwiz just brought that up. Oh. Uh, thank you, Schmwiz. Uh, Schmwiz just said, but another Stadium Stampede oh, nice. could be nice. Uh, Sammy's Week stream. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. But, but <laughs> I, I, I didn't like the first Stadium Stampede. I didn't like it. Uh, oh, yeah. It's way too long. It was way too long. Um, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. So, no, I'm not excited for that. And I don't think a stadium stampede should be bigger than War Games. No. Okay. So, I don't think it should be either. I, yeah, that, you're right. We kind of went right over. That should not be the second chapter of the story. It's just a down. It's going to, it's comedy. Totally agree. We kind of went over that uh, or uh, went right past when you said that. But I agree. I think uh, that should have been the ending. I don't know. Uh, the inner circle, at least right now, does not deserve a rematch. Mm-hmm. They did nothing except get them wet. With you know, that's the whole point. That was silly. Um, and the weak stream. You're so right when you say that because them <laughs> flopping around for that. It feels like that's actually a recurring theme of no explosions, of uh, seeing the the ground break when Jericho falls off, and then this weak stream of just like not trying things out beforehand so they look good. Like, if someone grabbed that hose and did that, you'd see that it looked a little limp. It's a limp stream. It's a limp stream. Yeah. Limp stream. Yeah. Limp stream. So, Same I don't know. I, uh, and I, and I gotta say really quick, uh, yeah, super annoyed that they added all the, uh, the, the women on the, the apron that they, they pointed out, you know? Mm-hmm. I just think that's a very annoying thing. They, they what treated they them like, they just uh, they brought out uh, like four or five women. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they treated them like objects essentially. You know, and they're just like, oh, we got all the the most beautiful women in Jacksonville. I forgot the line, but uh, I just I just hate that. It just felt very '90s in a bad way. Like that, it was just like a very American it's... episode, like stereotypical, like that. And then the patriotism thing from Cody is just like, I don't know. Yeah, because one just, way, in the eighties and nineties, that type of heat worked because wrestling was a little bit more vague then, and people were still assholes. And bringing out women got heat. It got heat. Like, look, what are those guys doing with uh, the the hottest chicks? You know that type of thing that they got angry at. In this world, that's not. First thing, it just feels fake. It feels like you're object you're paying women to come out so you could objectify them. It just feels like a bad job, a bad gig for them that night. We were too knowledgeable about wrestling so that we see that and they're like those poor actresses, <laughs> those yeah. poor actors that were hired that day to do this job. Uh, it it just doesn't work anymore. It's no longer heat. It's just annoying. I also feel like they didn't even want to do that. Some of the people in the ring, like I know, uh, as soon as uh, Tully mentioned that Dax, like, like made an effort to point to his uh, to his wedding ring Bless on his hands, and he's like, "Nope, nope." Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, he did Bless that. He did really quick. Just like, nope. Nah. And then so, like, I it probably just, I don't know who came up with that idea, but it wasn't Dax. Couldn't it wasn't been. Dax. So. Oh, thank God. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I it just felt like a very dated. Four Horsemen promo. And the thing is, if you're going to be the pinnacle, be the pinnacle. If you want to be the seven horsemen, be that. You know, like, mm-hmm. don't don't try and find an, uh, uh, be one and call yourself the other. 
Um, sure. Just real he, quick, some things here. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, first thing, uh, Chica Marks wants to know, she should uh, watch the Big Show clip of him getting shot with shit. Yeah, yeah, I think you should. <laughs> uh, Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I think that's good homework. Check out uh, him getting... No. Because the whole thing beforehand is that uh, Big Show... Uh, was poisoned by a rotten burrito from Eddie Guerrero uh, that gave him the shits that day. He okay, had the so, shits, you're, so you're saying she's potentially, let me know, but she's potentially not seen the Austin, the original, or the Kurt Angle. The See, two ones, I, the, the only Kurt, two ones I remember because they're classic. Backward. Eddie Guerrero worked backward. Uh, you got to see the <sighs> shit one. Mo, Mo, you have to re- remember that because that's classic. Okay, maybe um, I'll rewatch it and see see how I feel. Uh, and you're getting a lot of love today, Moet, for your headband. Just this saying. is great. Yeah, I have on. I have way too much hair now. I got some Honestly, uh, pandemic hair that needs to be cut and and you know shaped. So this is sound, all I can uh, do. But I comments. appreciate everybody. Sound yeah. off in the comments if you think that this should be a regular thing. More headbands, different color headbands, and would you buy a headband from our uh, soon to be pro wrestling tees website? Let, let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, moving on. We got uh, another. Uh, do you have a what's your biggest what of the evening? What it's another what you got? You already gave the Cody oh. one. What, what's another one you got? Oh man! Well, I just want to say I, I'm actually excited for Stadium st- Stadium Stampede. I didn't get to say that. I actually am. I think it did go on too long um, last year, but uh, I think it's a really fun gimmick, especially if they have access to all of Jacksonville. I think it could be fun, but we'll have to disagree for now. Um, but uh, that was my biggest. I don't know. I don't think we already talked about the Cody promo. We talked about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you got? I'm sure there's um, something I else. Only I'm have just one looking more. through my notes right I, now. Uh, yeah, it's uh, my one last one. And it's not their fault, but I think they handled it poorly afterward. Orange oh. Cassidy oh, getting yes. hurt. That was it. Yeah, yep, yep. O- Orange Cassidy uh, and, pa- uh, and Pac were having... Pac or Pac? I can't ever remember. Pac. Pac. Pac were having a match. They were... Uh, and it was, uh, it-, it was good. It was a good match. It felt very similar to their first match. Um, but I was having fun with it because they're both good workers. And uh, I-, I really enjoy it. But then uh, uh, Pac uh, goes for a powerbomb. A, uh, a liger bomb and he drops some too high on his neck and head and he got a concussion it, like almost certainly got a concussion when he landed uh mm. because everyone everyone around it acted like that uh pack laid off uh, aubrey edwards immediately checked on him they didn't know whether she would do a count out then kenny omega comes out and he does he hits him in the back of the head with a belt and they get a double count out i think Oof. in instances like this just be real he got knocked out Let's treat it like it's real. Pack, pack, knack, and pack, pack, knocked him out. I think it's both. I think you. I think it's safe to say both. Well, it's confusing, Moet. It's very confusing. Well, it is. I've heard that's... every single wrestler and every single announcer do it differently. <laughs> Everyone really? does it differently. Eddie Kingston will say both in the same fucking sentence. I was <laughs> like, thinking Eddie Kingston specifically. I'm gonna fight you, Pack. Yeah, I don't know. He just confuses. me. You notice uh, when we both do Eddie Kingston impressions, we kind of wiggle our heads a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. that's a thing. But uh, yeah, I think they, uh, I think they should have just gone with the realism rather than having uh, Kenny come out and do a bull, a real bullshit finish that no one liked and everyone thought felt phony. So that's interesting, though. You think? I mean, I, I that's that was planned to me. You think that they did all of that because of this uh, potential concussion or uh, injury? Yeah, yeah. Did you think? I think it's real. Because uh, I thought the three way was uh, was planned this whole time uh, for double or nothing. They, but you think that was an audible? I think that they probably had uh, Kenny Omega was going to come out later in the match and do uh, a thing that would create the scenario. But because he got hurt beforehand, they decided to just go with the plan as is, which I don't agree with. I, I think like someone's getting hurt. Uh, uh, it's right on live. T- it's on TV. You know, I, I feel like go with the flow. He got hurt. Count him out. He lost the match. He mm. lost the match. I, I, some uh, like this is like kind of like when Steve Austin broke his neck with Owen Hart, and for some reason they said, "Well, we still got to give Steve the title." I believe in call it, calling audibles, uh, like that that where he rolled him up when uh, Steve Austin rolled him up and he could yeah. barely hold his hand in. Uh, it, it just it looked bad, and also uh, you shouldn't be having this guy with the championship if he's got a broken neck. You know, like. A- yeah, that was in a very strange uh, era where uh, you know Kayfabe it, yeah. was yeah, still it, it, kind so of it's there. A little different. It was it, just it was on its way out. You're, you're right. It was a little different then, but now like we should know better. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting because I I remember that bomb that you uh, or the, the move the Liger bomb you're talking about. Um, but I didn't realize it affected the match that much. I didn't notice that. 
Um, try and watch it again because it, it felt very looked... rushed afterwards. Um, and I just, I just, it just went over my head. But that makes a lot of sense now. I could see that. Yeah, I wonder uh, if any any news is going to come out in the next couple of days. I hope not. I, like, I'd be shocked if he didn't have a concussion. I'd be mm-hmm. shocked because that looked like because the entire match like stopped. Like they were a very fast paced match up until that point. And uh, you could even hear the announcers go, ooh, when that move happened. Because yeah. just so high up on his neck. Um, very dangerous. Very dangerous. I think the triple, a, uh, triple threat was planned, but they had to change the end because of uh, OC concussion. Uh, do, uh, Schmiz, yeah, do we so have confirmation think, on that? Do we have confirmation on that? We have to find out. So you think uh, so too, Schmiz? That's interesting. Okay. And uh, also Chica Marks felt it, uh, it was a little rushed. I agree. Hmm. Um and so, yeah, uh, hopefully he's better. Uh, he gets better. I, I'm excited for that match. I'm excited for a triple threat match in AEW. I like triple threat matches a lot. Uh, yeah, So for sure. I'm very excited for this match where it's not too many people, but it's just enough to make it different. Yeah, I just think, uh, you know, Kenny's uh, on a on a tear right now. I think whatever the whatever his, uh, his main event matches are, pay-per-views need to be big. And uh, I was worried it was going to be an Orange Cassidy match, which would be really fun. But I think mm-hmm. he just needs to have these, like, crazy bangers you know these crazy ones so at least with the three-way it's something that i haven't seen before with those three in particular um and it could be very interesting yeah yeah i'm excited about it oh yeah what mo do you have any more what's today uh no red that's it we we did it what (laughs) a time we've had we had such an adventure from top to bottom thank you all so much for joining today we appreciate you all and all your delicious comments and thank you for listening at home the make sure to follow loserly's wrestling on your podcast devices uh check out instagram for the hot hot content make sure you get in there fast in the loserly's wrestling send some emails to loserly's pod we want your questions i'm looking at you schmiz Thank you, Chica Marks, for all your questions. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, loserleasepod at gmail.com. Gmail.com. And uh, my name is. Oh, do you have anything for us, Moa? It oh, like uh, uh, it sounds like Orange Cassie's okay. Just checked on Twitter. Oh, um, thank you Schmiz so much. Schmiz did. Schmiz is. Schmiz, thank you so much. Yeah, I hope no. we're pronouncing that right. Um, I wonder, is that is that Dutch? Um, thank you all They're so much. They're never going to tell us. They're never uh, going to tell us. Schmiz, let us Every, know if that's yeah. Dutch. Um, but thank you so much. <laughs> Have a great night. Uh, my name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Moa Jaswal. Uh, Moa Jaswal, if you were a household, a, a type of house, ah, oh, damn it. If you were an Airbnb, what type of living situation would you be? Oh man. I've seen some really cool ones in Colorado where you're like out looking uh, an open field where like coyotes can come up to you. Am I saying too much? And then you can coyote see the nighttime sky. A coyote, coyote cabin. Coyote That's cabin. That's what I'd like is to be. Cabin. Thank you all so much. Have a great night. Bye-bye.